Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. This week, we are finally introducing you to the theme park crafting and hiding community. And most importantly, our dear friends at Alley Rocks 405. Creating awareness for drinking and driving through art that is being shared all over the world, we're bringing you this important story so that Team Alley continues to grow, starting with you. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. going to find out about all of this painting and all of this rock collecting and all of this rock sharing that has been going on that we've been making reference to. Yeah, all the videos and the photos and everything we've been posting online, we we're talking about it on the show. We're going to reveal to you exactly why we do that in a very, very special episode this week. Well, I also think people were starting to wonder, you know, is this is a weird hobby for Danny to pick up and Danny just or Bill just seems to be accepting I'm it. I'm just going along with it. You're just going I'm along with the ride. For it. <laughs> you're just here <laughs> for it. You're just letting me cover the apartment in rocks. Well, you're really good at it. You know, you've got that talent in your fingers. I do not. I don't know about that. Some days it just turns out to be a little bit of a mess, but practice makes perfect, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, First and foremost, we are coming to you this week with an episode that's a little different from what we normally bring you here at A Couple of Park Hoppers. We're bringing you a very important message from a very special guest who is here with us in studio this week. Our guest this week is Danette Goad, who is the mother of Allie Goad, who tragically was taken from us on September 11th, 2021 in Texas by someone who made the terrible choice to drink and get behind the wheel of a car. Danette, alongside her family and friends, started an organization in Allie's memory called Allie Rocks 405, which participates in spreading awareness about drinking and driving through art, most specifically painting rocks to hide around the Florida theme parks and the entire country to keep her daughter's memory alive and by sharing a message about her in each hide. Danette, welcome to the show. We're so happy to finally have you here. I know. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a while, and we're finally making it happen. Well, I had a long way to travel to get here. So. <laughs> you did. We had to pull you in so, like, while you were here, we can make this happen. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and just let's start from the beginning. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Well, my name's Danette, and I am from Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, I'm married. I married my high school sweetheart. And we had two amazing children right off the bat. We did not waste any time with that. Um, we have a 26-year-old son named Colin. And then we have Allie, 
who is forever 22 now. So um, we like dogs. <laughs> we love dogs too, as everybody knows about our little buddy Simba over there, who is currently licking himself. <laughs> hey, I was Sim- Simba and I have had a wonderful time so far. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, we we're just a small family from Oklahoma that um, unfortunately experienced every family's worst nightmare. So, for our audience who is just hearing about this for the first time, and Honestly, we haven't really talked about it a lot because we wanted to make sure that when we talked about it, that they got the entire full picture um, as a whole. And so we want to give you the platform to, first off, tell us exactly what happened to Allie. Okay. Um, Allie was... uh, Allie went down to Texas to visit some friends. She... Allie was the type of girl who would do anything that somebody needed. She would bend over backwards. She'd give you the shirt off her back. She, it didn't matter what it was. She was there for her people. And she had some friends that were kind of going through some stuff. Um, and so she drove to Texas. She had the week off anyway. So she drove to Texas to spend time with them, hang out with their boys while they were able to spend some time alone, try to work on their stuff. Um, so she was down there spending time with the boys and having a good old time. And on September 11th, she, or on September 10th, technically, she went to Bullard, Texas. She was in Jacksonville. She went to Bullard, Texas to visit with, um, her ex-boyfriend's family. Her, his grandfather had been not doing so good. And so she wanted to go spend time with him. So she spent time with him. And then went and spent time with her ex's um, brother and girlfriend. And they were just hanging out. And then she went to drive back to Jacksonville to sleep for the night because she was supposed to come home the next day. And a man came over the hill and started coming down the hill. And um, he was three times over the legal limit. And he crossed four lanes of traffic and hit her head on. As far as we know, they were the only two cars on the road at the time of the crash. Um, we've talked to witnesses afterwards that came upon the crash, but nobody actually witnessed the crash. So um, that was at about 3.05 in the morning. And about 4 o'clock in the morning, I was sitting on my back porch um, unwinding after work because I'd gotten off work at like 3.30 in the morning. So I was on my back porch unwinding, um, just flipping through through TikTok, and there was a knock on the door. Um, I didn't hear the knock. I was sitting back there by myself thinking everybody in the house was asleep when I heard my husband and my son scream at the top of their lungs. So, of course, I rushed inside to see what in the world was going on, and I, I came in to find my husband on the ground kneeling there sobbing and screaming and my son was leaning against the kitchen counter with his wife's hand on his back and there were two uniformed police officers and um the police officers told me what was going on and I said no and they said they told me again and I said no you're liars (laughs) so I accused the police of being liars and they, they stood there and just, you know, they were very patient and sweet. And then I turned and I looked at my daughter-in-law and she just said, Danette, it's Allie. 
And I think at that moment, I mean, I, I truly don't remember everything that happened. I do know that the police were there for hours on end watching us, making sure that, you know, we wouldn't do anything. But I started calling friends and family, and it's about 20 minutes after we got the news that our house started flooding with people, and they didn't go away for a long time. <laughs> Her friends are still at my house almost every day. Um, yeah, that's that's what happened to my baby. So first off, as you know, we are so sorry for your loss. I don't want um, our listeners to just hear that and, you know, I want our listeners to know a little bit more about Allie. Right. Tell us, what was Allie like? Well, this is the fun part. Yes. So Allie was a spitfire in a little body. I swear she was always ready to explode <laughs> with fun and excitement and enjoyment. She was an adventurer, um, the most free-spirited person I've ever known. Um, she lived her 22 years to their absolute fullest. Um, she never stopped. It, it was an almost every weekend thing. I'd walk in the door and there'd be Padfoot, her great Dane, greeting me. Um, and I'd be like, why is the dog here? Oh, Allie's at the lake again. Allie's gone to Texas again. Allie's doing this again. Allie, she's just all over the place. Um, and sometimes the dog stayed with us, but typically he went with her. But, um, she was the kind of girl that she was at my house one night for dinner and the next morning I wake up and she's driving to Florida for fun. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, okay. Do you know where you're staying? No. Do you know where you're going? No. Just winging it. Okay, <laughs> uh, here's some money. <laughs> Please stay in a reputable hotel. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, she was adventurous. She was artistic. Um, and she did the art things that yeah, I wouldn't even attempt, like metalworking, things like that. Um, she, was a, she was a very good welder. Um, and she was very, very good with a plasma torch. Wow, that's an interesting talent to have at twenty-two. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was when or she, even earlier. Yeah, that was when she was sixteen. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So um, she raised pigs in high school. She thought that they were the funnest animals ever, and she'd chase them around. They'd play with her, and we found out yesterday that Danny's got away with pigs. <laughs> <laughs> we're, at, we're at Disney's Animal Kingdom yesterday, and uh, there was a, a petting area, a pet, uh -huh, like a petting yes. zoo. That's part of it. By what is it, Rafiki's Planet Watch? Yes. And there was two pigs. It was raining outside, so they're undercover, and there was two pigs just laying on the ground, and, <laughs> and everyone was petting them and whatever. And then the and they were second, silent. the second Danny touches them, they're going. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, she's the pig whisperer now. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny. They said that the pig was deaf, so it couldn't hear when it was. Thinking. So, um, oh, so when funny. I when I was giving it like a back rub, it would just like sing basically. <laughs> so I feel like Allie and I have that in common. Like it should sound like she was an animal oh, lover. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. She loved all forms of animals, all forms of children. Allie was obsessed with kids, um, and they were obsessed with her. Um, every little kid we ran into gravitated towards Allie. It was just nonstop. It, we would be in the parks and kids would just walk up to her and start talking to her. And she was just like, yep, got you, kid. <laughs> but she was also a prankster. So I don't know if you guys know um, Creature, 
you yeah. know, who yeah. Creature is, of course. And at 12 Grimald Place, they're in uh, London in Harry Potter world. Um, Allie and I were sitting out there one day on our last trip together was a mother-daughter trip. And it was our last day there sitting there. We were waiting to go catch our plane. And um, she's watching all these kids go along and like bang on the door, you know. And so then she was like, Mama, watch. And so she got up and she starts talking to this kid. And this kid runs to the next door over and bangs on that door and then comes back in front of 12 Grimald Place. And I was like going, what is she doing? (laughs) So then she bends down again and the kid runs to a different door and knocks real loud and then comes and stands there again. And meanwhile, the whole time this kid is running around, she's making sure that Creature has come out. So this kid has yet to see Creature, but oh, he's yeah. knocking on every stinking door. And I was like, Allie. How long is this going to go on? You're going to torture this child. <laughs> like the parents were turning around and looking at me. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> not no, related. No, not related. No, no, no. Her, ignore the fact she looks just like me. <laughs> so um, she was definitely a prankster. Um she was, she was, um, she loved fiercely and she protected, she protected the people that she loved even more fiercely. And everything that we've learned about Allie, I think one thing we've learned is she had a, just an undeniable love for life and everybody around her, an excitement for her future. What did, what did Allie want to do when she grew up? She wanted to design furniture using wood and metal so that it would it's like that modern farmhouse style oh, okay yeah. yeah i can see that she was actually in school taking engineering classes to learn how to do all of the math side of that so that you know the furniture wouldn't fall apart and be like mm-hmm. ikea yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um that's what she wanted to do she wanted to be an artist wow and she and like you said she was an artist yes. well i give her props i'm i always say math is hard so i try not to do it mm-hmm. well so. and Allie, that was the thing is that Allie was not a math person yeah. in any way shape or form in fact she struggled through school she had an iep the entire time she was in school um she worked really 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 hard to get to where she was um and it's kind of like she was just finally at that point where she knew exactly what she wanted to do and then that's when we lost her so well I, we've talked about how you lost her and, you know, the devastating accident that, you know, your family has had to endure. It's not an accident. Not an accident? Not an accident. It's a crash. A crash. Yeah. So one of the things, and a lot of people don't even think about it, um, but to a family that's lost somebody to that, um, calling it an accident kind of sugarcoats it. I've never thought of it like that. I yeah. feel like that's something... It's the first really word when you, that comes to your head when you think of yeah, yeah. an incident with cars is exactly. an accident, but it's not exactly. always an accident, like you're saying. But exactly. But for the the drunk driving community, the people who have lost somebody, that it's we're very, very cognizant of the fact that we want to say it's a crash. It was not an accident. He chose to do that. That was his decision. So... I've never thought of that. It becomes a crash. And I think that, you know, one thing I want our audience to realize is there's most likely somebody else that they love in their life who experienced something Mm -hmm. like this or know somebody and using those words is important. You're you're right. And those aren't things that we think about. Have you ever thought of that? No, I mean, I've very fortunately haven't had 
to experience the trauma of something that like Danette has gone through. Um, so that never really crossed my mind either, but you make a great point, and I think I may even change my terminology going forward. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, I would have never thought of it yeah. until I'd been through it. Yeah. Well, since the crash, um, one thing that I want our listeners to know is, how did this hiding rock things start? <laughs> well, that was just a fluke. Um, okay, so my husband's cousin came to us about a week before we left town because we had a book, we had a trip booked to come back to Universal and do two days at Disney um, on October the 12th, 2021. And of course, Allie was supposed to be there and she had an extra ticket that she was supposed to be bringing somebody, but she kept breaking up with boys. So we couldn't <laughs> figure out who was taking that ticket, but it's fine. Um <laughs> That's what you do at 22. It is. It is. <laughs> so um, we were coming back. And about a week before we came back, his cousin called and said, hey, can I give you guys some rocks to take with you to the parks? And I said, that sounds weird, but okay. <laughs> I was real confused. <laughs> Why? So she walked up and... I mean, literally, she said, I'm going to bring you some painted rocks. So I was not picturing the art that she brought me. Um, but she brought me these beautiful rocks. And on the back, it just said, very simply, if someone didn't drink and drive, Allie would still be alive. Wow. And so we hid those throughout Disney and Universal. Um, I don't remember hiding a single rock. I truly don't. I remember handing a rock to my niece to go and hide. But that's the only thing I actually remember. I don't remember hiding any rocks at all. But I do remember leaving there thinking, that was kind of therapeutic. So I'm going to do it again. So I got home and immediately booked a December trip. And keep in mind, that first trip when we were hiding, I really just thought we were a group of weirdos. <laughs> just making your own rules? We were just doing this thing, just sticking rocks everywhere. And I was like, we are very strange human beings right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Just nobody notice us. Whatever. It's lovely. So then... Um, when I came back in December, I came back with my sister and my and Allie's roommate, also Allie. And we were walking through the parks, and I looked over, and there was this plastic bag there in the Confisco statue, and it had um, a wand in it. And I was like, there's a baggie with a wand. I should turn that into Lost and Found. So I <laughs> yeah. grabbed it. I grabbed it, and I read this tag in there that said post on this web page and discovered that there is an entire world of people that does this. A and community. I, I was not a weirdo. I, I was breaking every single rule involved with hiding without knowing it, but I wasn't a weirdo. So I was kind of excited. Um, so after finding the groups, I was like, well, okay, so we can keep doing this. And we had our own page, obviously, Alley Rocks 405, where people, if they found our stuff, they could go and post it on there. And we just did rocks. And we hid like two or three a day, something like that. It wasn't big. Um, and then I came back in February for my birthday with my daughter-in-law, Emily. And it was just the two of us. And um, that was February 2022. And... I met this guy in the parks. His name is Mike. Um, everybody calls him the card guy because he d designs trading cards. And I met him, and it was really meeting him that was the pivotal point for right. Alley Rocks, I believe, because he was pretty well known in the parks. He's there almost every day. 
Um, everybody knows what he does. Everybody knows who he is. And so when he, um, when he and I met, he was, he almost took us under his wing and started introducing us to people. And it it was funny because we started calling him our PR guy, because if people wanted to meet us, they always messaged him. (laughs) And I was like, I feel pretty important right now. I have a PR guy (laughs) known as Mike, the card guy, like your secretary. (laughs) right? (laughs) So he is actually now the um, vice president of our nonprofit. He got an upgrade. Yes, he did. He got a big (laughs) upgrade. He's no longer PR. He is uh, the vice president. He's VP. He's got an office with a view now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he makes just as much as I do. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I met him, started meeting more of the crafters, and it was really after meeting him that Alley Rocks became what it became. It, It started to grow. It started to prosper. Everybody wanted to get involved. Um he's the first person that got involved. And honestly, I hadn't even thought about asking other people to do it because I was like, yeah, it's just our little thing that we do. Um, But he called after I came back home and he said, hey, I'd like to make a trading card for Allie. And I said, that would be amazing. And he said, so is that okay if I go ahead and put Allie Rocks 405 on the back of it and everything and it'll lead people to you and to her story And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so he started hiding those in the parks, even when I wasn't there, obviously. So it's every single day now that um, easily something is being hidden in the parks for Allie. Right. Every day. What does the 405 stand for? It's just our area code. Oh, there you go. That makes makes sense. sense. (laughs) There was another Allie Rocks when we started this, and his cousin is the one that set it all up. So she just added the 405. You know, none of us ever thought it would go anywhere. So right, I mean, we weren't thinking about the fact that nobody else was going to know what four hundred five meant. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to differentiate from the groups and stuff. So people are very specific in finding you guys. Yeah. Now, the way that we found you guys was actually fairly similar. So, just so our listeners can kind of get an idea of how we got involved, because I'm sure they're going, "Whoa, hang on, where do you two come into this?" (laughs) So. Bill and I love to go to Halloween Horror Nights, and we decided to go on the night that was the last night that you could use your free Halloween Horror Nights ticket. Correct. It was a mess. Wasn't it a mess? I believe it was also the same night that team members could go for free. Yes. The last night that they could go for free. So it was oh, like wow. everyone and their mother and their <laughs> grandmother was there <laughs> like, that, that night. It was nuts. Oh, no. Like we were getting like... And not 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 because of the team members, just like the crowds were just like shoving and people were just like kind of it was hot and like the lines were long and we were tired because, you know, we just overdo it all the time. Always. (laughs) And so I had a couple maybe a couple months ago, I had found something from the universally crafted group. I found like a little flying key. Mm hmm. And when I was like, Bill, look what I found. I found a thing. We finally found something. Yeah. And so that led us to the groups. And I saw somebody named Ariel. Um, She had posted in the group that she was going to be hiding at Halloween Horror Nights. So after a couple of attempts at doing houses and just get kind of getting shoved around, we were like, okay, we're going to tap out tonight. This is just a lot. And we knew other nights are normally not like that. It just happened to be, you know, a lot happening that night. And we live here, so we can come back. Well, 
I, uh, we sat down to eat, um, some food from a food truck and I was just kind of feeling bummed that like we wouldn't get to do everything we wanted. And I go on Facebook and I was like, Oh my gosh, I missed you guys. Is there any, like, where else did you hide? And she said, come meet me and I'll give you a rock. You can pick one. And I was like, that's so kind. Oh my God. Like, I was just like feeling so excited. And I like told him, how excited was I? You were over the moon. I was like, (laughs) let's go, let's go. So we go go all the way over to um, E.T. And we met up with a group of women. And, um, you know, we got to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things she says after realizing that we have a platform is, you need to talk to Danette. And I was like, Okay. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> Danette? <laughs> but that's how we got involved. And they, as soon as they realized that we wanted to be part of it, they like showered us with all these. Um, Left and rocks. right, there was just stuff being tossed our <laughs> yeah. way. It's like, what did we do to deserve this? It was so kind. Welcome to Team Out. I yeah. know. I know. We know that now. Yeah. But we went home. We got invited. We, we found the group. And then you and I, like, well, the three of us were in like a group message and we just couldn't find a good time to talk. And then one day I finally was like, hey, do you want to talk on the phone? And we talked for a couple hours on yeah. the phone. And that's kind of how we got involved. Because I'm like, you and I are the same where I'm like, I'll pick up the phone and chat with you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, once I, Bill came home and I was like, I, I, this is, this is something we want to get involved with. I didn't explain it super well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. Uh, okay okay i mean that sounds great yeah (laughs) but tell me more and then you know we all got to have a conversation and bill was like yeah it uh it your story definitely called to us and we definitely wanted to you know we're still a growing you know platform as well right but we wanted to use whatever platform we had to to assist in helping your platform grow as well because the story was not only heart-wrenching, but it was also beautiful at the same time. And so we both decided together that we really wanted to pursue this and take the next step, I guess. Right. And I think that our story is probably similar to a lot of people who find the rocks. Yeah. I see people post all the time, right, that they find it and they're just like automatically like, I am getting involved. Do you, do you find that happens a lot? Well, yeah, we, we get a lot of people that want to get involved a lot of people just don't know how um so in april we ran that contest for the signed neville longbottom picture um and all people had to do was hide rocks in their area paint rocks and hide them in your area right and it was a crazy month of hides it was every day you were opening up alley rocks and there were dozens of rocks hidden Every single day. And this is all over the country, not just in the theme right. parks. That's, right. This was all incredible. over the countries because that, that was the one rule. You couldn't hide in theme parks and get credit for the contest because it was more important to me. We, we have definitely saturated Universal Orlando. Right. <laughs> People know who we are at Universal Orlando, including every worker there, I think. Um, so I, I wasn't concerned about covering that anymore and plus things are hidden there every day so I'm not worried about it but um that was one of the things that I wanted to get out to everybody was don't don't do it at the theme parks go go do it at your local park right go go do it you know stick a rock in front of the local pub 
maybe somebody will pick it up and think about getting behind the wheel of a car. Right. And Danny used her amazing painting skills. Before <laughs> I went home to Boston last week, she painted a Red Sox logo on one of the rocks, and I hit it at Fenway Park. That See? That's so cool. And it's fun. Like, I mean, and that was the thing that that's one of the reasons that we chose what we chose is because... Allie was all about fun and adventure and doing that kind of stuff. Like if I looked at Allie and said, hey, paint a rock and let's go to, I don't know, the Eiffel Tower. She'd be like, bet, in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mom, go be have the checkbook. You're paying for it, yeah. but I'm in. Vegas you know? or Paris. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, that's just who she was. Like yeah. she would have thought that this was the coolest thing ever. Just the fact that at this point we can't walk through a street without somebody yelling my daughter's name. She would think that was pretty cool too, I think. Oh, I'm sure she would be like just amazed at everything. And I remember you guys saying the only thing is that she would be mad that you were doing it without her. Yes. Yes, we know that, and we know that we will all have a price to pay when she gets a hold of us, and that is just fine. That is just that's, fine. That's a price you're willing to pay. I, I, yes, I am. Uh, we, were, we were just talking about you know rocks being hidden everywhere, and mm-hmm. we were discussing this before the show. I don't know if you got a response from your, uh, for you, from your daughter-in-law, uh, but we were talking about um, rocks being hidden all over the country, all over the world. Do you have any sort of loose, um, I guess, idea of how many or or which countries have been reached or how far from Florida or, or Oklahoma from where you guys are from that these rocks have we, been reaching? We've kind of gotten all over the place. Um, I know that there's rocks in New Zealand. Wow. I know that there's rocks in London. I don't think we're in Portugal yet, but we're about to be in <laughs> Portugal. So she knows those exact numbers, and she said she's done coaching at eight, and we'll send it. Oh, but, that's okay. You know, um, but she, I believe that it's like 160 some odd places and then like 15 countries. Wow. So like all yeah. over the world. Yes. I mean, all New Zealand is about as far as you get from here. So right. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So we're, we're pretty much uh, worldwide. We're and becoming more and more worldwide. I mean, just, just, you know, we talk about the Irish girls. Um, I mean, yeah. just just that right there. That floored me that they flew all the way from Ireland to participate in a scavenger hunt at Universal Studios with this little ragtag group from Oklahoma. I mean... Yeah, let's talk about the scavenger hunt for a minute. <laughs> so, first off, if you are listening to a couple of park hoppers, as soon as this episode is over, head on over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and you could actually watch the video where we give you a thorough look at the scavenger hunt that we got to help with, participate in, and just be a part of this past weekend. So make sure you go like that video, share it. We want to spread uh, Allie's message far and wide. But first, we're going to tell you firsthand what exactly, what what was that? So first off, what was the scavenger hunt? Where did that come from? <laughs> okay, so this is actually this was actually our third scavenger hunt. The first two we hosted last year, and they were much smaller. Um, <laughs> so there is an app called Theme Park Watch app, ran by Peter Andrews. Um, the crafters use it quite a bit to hide things virtually in the park. So I can be sitting in my living room in Oklahoma, and I can say I want to hide this painting in the parks 
and Peter will set it up and it all is like geocaching almost. Okay, like, yeah. So that people will open up their app and search for it until they find it and then whoever gets it first wins and I mail them the painting. That's so, so cool. It's a really cool idea. So we had done a couple of virtual hides in between our trips because I come back about every two months. So on our off months, uh, we were doing virtual hides. Well, Peter and I were talking one day and he said, I have this harebrained idea and I want to know what you think. And I was like, okay, what's up? And he said, well, you're the only one with a team that can pull it off. And I went, oh, this sounds complicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what do you want to do? I'm, I'm in. What do you want to do? And he said, I want to do a scavenger hunt. Well, scavenger hunts are right up my family's alley because my, my sister and I are the queens of planning the most intricate and insane scavenger hunts. Oh, my goodness. And so I was like, <laughs> huh, okay. He did not know what he was getting into. <laughs> oh, no. So um, I wanted to do it. And so I gathered up a group of volunteers because he wanted it to be manned and virtual. So the clues were dropped virtually. And then every single stop has somebody manning the stop to help out with the next clue. Sure. I mean, my sister writes the clues. They need help with the next clue. Because <laughs> she should work for Jeopardy. She's she good. should, right? Her clues are really complicated, but they're so good. Um, so anyway, uh, I decided that because Emily and I were talking through it, my daughter-in-law and I were talking through it, and we decided, well, it's not good enough just to have a clue and they run up and find people. They need to have a prize. So they get a prize at every single stop. And then at the end, we were like, okay, so we'll have a grand prize. And... One person gets a prize. Well, then all the crafters got wind of what was going on. And then they were like, well, we want to provide a runner-up prize and another runner-up prize. So the first one, we probably gave away about $750 worth of stuff. You know, it was a lot of stuff. It's still a lot of stuff. It's still a lot of stuff. But it wasn't anything like what it's become. Because this past weekend, we probably gave retail about $5,000. Oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah, if you were to buy those things from all the crafters that crafted them, it would be around five grand for everything that we gave away. Wow. And there was some really cool stuff too. There was a um, there was a Marauder's Map that was carved into a skull. Yeah. Like a like a human skull. Yeah, that's that's our that grand was so prize. Cool. Not a real person's skull. Yeah, not not a live person. It's a, it's you said a, a real human skull. I just well, want to well, clarify. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it's actually just so the listeners understand, no, we're not carrying human remains through the parks. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> yes. It is it is a mold made. A, a resin mold made of a real human skull. Got it. So it started as a human skull, became a resin mold, and yes, Makes there you sense. go. Makes a, sense. And then he carves on the resin skulls. Thank you for correcting me. Yes, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I, I don't want them to think we're carrying <laughs> bones. Mm, I am carrying around human remains with me all the time in the parks, but that's okay. That's that's ashes. a little different. That's a yeah. little different. So you're also not giving them away as a prize. <laughs> no. So absolutely yeah, no. Never. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that was our grand prize was the skull by Zane Wiley. Um, Zane Wiley is a very well known um, artist. His skulls have been on TV in movies. He's in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum with his skulls. They are works of art, absolutely 100%. And so 
our first scavenger hunt, I gave away just a um, a model of the castle that I purchased from Universal Studios. Um, and then the second one, Zane did an Alley Rocks custom skull. Um, and then informed me I wasn't allowed to give it away. So it had to be mine because it was custom and he just, he didn't want me to give it away, which I, I'm very grateful for. But um, so he gave me a different skull and I believe it was the Sorcer Sorcerer's Stone. I want to say it was the Sorcerer's Stone we gave away. Okay. Um, but it was a skull with the Sorcerer's Stone um, carved on it. And then this time he and I were talking at Mardi Gras and he said, I want to do a Marauder's Map skull. And I said, all right. And so the cool thing about that one is, and the fact that he, he did it for us, he does sell them, but he did that particular skull for us. And so on the base of the skull, it says Slytherin common room and has Allie's name on a banner. Um, like she's <laughs> just in the common room. So, um, he he's amazing. Yeah, I was seeing that skull in person was really cool, and you can see that in the video that Danny was referencing as well. We had a really nice close up shot of it. It's uh, it's really impressive, and you know what, dozens of hours, hundreds Hundred, of hours, hundreds, yeah. hundreds yeah, of so hours. It, I, I believe that one he said took a hundred and nineteen hours. That's unbelievable. Wow, more yeah. than my little rocks. <laughs> a couple more, maybe uh, just a few. <laughs> so, how does Theme Park Watch? And the scavenger hunt go hand in hand. So the we like to keep it fun and fresh and different. And when you go to the theme parks, you know, we've all become very accustomed to looking at ride times and things like that. Right. So half of our experience at a, at a theme park is virtual anyway, because we're staring at our phones trying to find stuff. So um, when those clues drop online, it's just so cool and so much fun to watch the people just sit there and their their minds just start reeling and um so theme park watch app is where they income where everything is encompassed and all of the information comes from and then the people at the stops are just that personal touch now i i personally basically did the course the other day at the scavenger hunt, Danny was at the finish line kind of helping out, shooting some really amazing interviews and talking to people from all around the world that came in to, um, to be a part of this scavenger hunt. But I was out there on the trails. <laughs> and you, Missy, did not make it very easy on me. Holy cow, that was a lot of walking. It was only 6.2 miles. That's it? <laughs> it was the Alley Rocks 10K. <laughs> Literally. And somebody like... The person who actually got the skull, when you watch the video, you can see that he flies in with just like... Oh, my man was running the 10K. Oh, <laughs> but, he, but he flew in and I was sweatier than he was. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, he, he was in great shape. And I do know that he made a post recently on the Facebook page and said something about he probably should have ran track in school. I was like, <laughs> yes, you think? <laughs> just watching him like run in from when where we, were, we were waiting, I was like, yeah. first off, he wants that grand prize. Yes, he did. Second, he is making this look way too easy. Yeah, I would have been the color of a tomato and soaking wet. I was the color <laughs> of a tomato and soaking wet. Are you kidding? And I was yeah. just standing around taking video. Yep. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about him was that he was actually competing against his mom. 
Oh, that was his mom. So it was him and his mom going <laughs> back and forth oh, that's funny. for who would win the skull. She was not far behind him. No. no. That is genetic right there. I know, right? <laughs> she was the next person. So she got the first runner-up prize, which I don't remember exactly what she chose. she had but the lounge She fly. had the Hedwig uh, lounge, lounge fly. Hedwig lounge. There you go. See, I, I can never remember. It's all just a whirlwind for me. We went so. through all the editing. So like I remember, oh, right. I remember seeing yeah. all of that. I would not have remembered that otherwise. Right. Now, before I forget, I know we've been talking about the scavenger hunt, but the scavenger hunt does not happen every day. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was how does hiding in the theme parks work on a normal day? And what are the rules? I know you talked about the rules, but what are like the the main rules? Okay, so hiding in the theme parks. We do have permission from Universal Studios and Disney to hide in their parks um, and SeaWorld. I'm sorry. Um Disney, you cannot hide in Animal Kingdom. Please, please, please follow that rule. The animals can get hurt. Right, so the, for the safety of the animals. Yes, so please don't hide in Animal Kingdom ever. Plus, we don't want to lose the privilege of hiding in the parks for the thousands upon thousands of people that do it. Right. Um, so don't hide in Animal Kingdom. And um, as far as the other rules go, do not hide. We can't hide in the queues. So while you're waiting for the ride, don't drop a rock for somebody to pick up and take on a roller coaster that flies out and hits somebody. Mm -hmm. um, we can't hide in restaurants. Don't hide in bathrooms or in um, stores, so right? Look <laughs> over bathroom. and there's just a rock staring at you. <laughs> is, I mean, is there an exception if you hide a moaning myrtle rock? <laughs> That's what I want to know. There should be. <laughs> there's not. So anything that would disrupt the day-to-day -day operation of the parks, don't hide there. That makes sense. So okay. It's really just for safety. Now... Can anybody hide? Yes, absolutely. We know people that hide from, you know, two years old to 99 or however old. It's, you can, anybody can hide. Um, you don't have to be an annual pass holder. You don't have to be whatever. You just have to have a ticket to the park. Now, for Alley Rocks, obviously, we're doing rocks for the most part. Primarily, um, yes. And again, Somebody doesn't have to be a particularly great artist. They just need to put, you know, paint to rock to hide it. What else do people hide? Uh, everything you can think of. Now, as far as the rocks go and the paint to rock, she's not kidding because, I mean, we have six-year-olds that paint rocks mm -hmm. for us, you know. I mean, little kids that paint rocks for us Probably all the time. better than me. And we... <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I'm going to make you paint a rock. <laughs> we'll definitely have to do that. Um, we, we have people that, you know, we have little kids that do it all the time. And I hide those rocks very proudly because, you know, they have a story to tell. Right. And they do because typically those are Allie's friends that, or her niece and her nephew or who, whoever it is. Um, we even have little, little May Bixler. She's just absolutely adorable. But um, little May goes around the parks and she creates crafts to hide all over the parks. Like... On Saturday, she gave us all little bitty pygmy puffs that she made out of yarn and felt. And so she hides little pygmy puffs around the parks. We hide keychains. We hide I, koozies, cups, anything and everything. 
Um, I've told many, many people that I don't care what you hide in Allie's name. Just make sure it tells her story. So do people have to be going to Universal Studios or Disney to be hiding rocks? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, So, no, we hide everywhere we go. So we took a family trip last year to um, San Antonio, New Braunfels area. Right. And uh, we took a ton of rocks and hid rocks down the river, down uh, Schlitterbahn was a family thing for us. So we hid some rocks at Schlitterbahn. Schlitterbahn, well. Yeah. It's a throwback for me. Uh, yeah, right? What is it? <laughs> it's a water park. Oh, okay. Is it still open? Oh, yeah, it's still open. <laughs> okay. My, I, Sound I, like a German restaurant or something. <laughs> you should go with me sometime. We can't get my mom out of that wave pool, the, the one that goes around. The lazy river? The, but it's not the lazy river. It's the one with the actual tide. Oh, oh, I know. it. And it ta- I just don't it, remember what it's it called. It wipes you out. Like, you're just standing there, and all of a sudden, there's a wave over your head, and you're <laughs> in the water. Like, and my, 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 it's my mother's favorite thing to do, and we can't get her out of it. Well, it is <laughs> hot like, in Texas. Mom, get out of the river. Nope. So, anyway, we, we hit at Schlitterbahn. Um, we hit, we hide at restaurants. I actually, in my um, game room, there's just a box where we have what we call our generic rocks that are just, I'm going to the grocery store. I run in there, grab a generic rock, take it and hide it at the grocery store, you know? Yeah. Um, We hide everywhere. And I think that that's the only way to address this situation because drinking and driving, it's, it's, while the laws definitely need to increase and be so much harder on criminals, um, that's not what that's not what's going to change the world. Right? It's society. It's it's all of us taking responsibility for our actions and our friends' actions. It's us sitting there next to them at the pub and saying, "Nah, you can't drive home. You're done. You've already had two drinks." So. Let me get you an Uber or whatever it be. Um, you know, I mean, it. we have to change the way society thinks. It's not the lawmakers that are going to fix this problem. It's all of us. So on, on that note, I know we've kind of discussed in the past, personally, what your goals are long term for mm-hmm. Alley Rocks. Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about like what your long term goals, just what you see this turning into? Well, I I guess I have to give a tiny bit of my background with that. Um, I am an ex-bartender and bar manager. In fact, when we lost Allie, I was a bar manager for a high-end cigar and whiskey lounge. Um, I have firsthand witnessed many people not even being able to open their own cell phones when they're at a bar. um, And they've had too much. They just you can't trust them to be able to get home. So what we would like to do at Alley Rocks is eventually partner with Uber and Lyft to provide codes to bars, bar staff, bouncers, all of them, um, that they can just type in a code and send somebody home that's in duress. You know, if somebody's sitting there at your bar and they can't figure out how to work their own phone to get them home, that's fine. You put in our code and we'll we'll get them home, and and take care of them. We just it's the only way I know to stop people from driving that way from bar situation. So I think that's an amazing goal, and I think that you know long term, 
sharing this message in such a beautiful way. Like, how far do you want to see these alley rocks be hidden? Everywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere? Everywhere. At Christmas time, I want to see Santa Claus post one from the North Pole, man. (laughs) (laughs) I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to see that. (laughs) It's probably possible. (laughs) I'm a pretty determined person. but (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, It's pretty amazing. This isn't a U.S. problem. This isn't an Oklahoma problem. This isn't a Florida problem. This is a worldwide problem. Wow. Every single country is affected by drinking and driving. Um, There's no escaping it. So I don't see this problem as being something that I just need to focus on here. This, I see this problem as being something that everybody deserves a chance at life. Everybody deserves a chance to finish their story. And that's worldwide, not just here. And I want this change to happen everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes so much sense that all over the world this is a problem and this message needs to go out we never want anybody to lose the people that they love and more than anything we wish we weren't meeting you under these conditions i know well let's talk a a little bit before we start to wrap up obviously as our listeners are hearing your story they're gonna want to get involved How can our listeners get involved? Well, the first way is, of course, to find us on social media. (laughs) We're not hard to find. We are on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Alley Rocks 405 is how you find us on all of those. On Facebook, we also have the Alley Rocks Fund. That is our official 501c3 business page. You do not have to follow that. You can if you want, but I really, all the information comes out on Alley Rocks 405, the group. Um, we're working on our website. as It is in development. Peter Andrews is working on that for us. So that will also be an option shortly. Um, and then the best way to get involved, like you said, put paint to rock and get out there and hide. We've had, um, during our April contest, there were two women going back and forth for the first place. And uh, one was in Titusville, Florida, and the other one was in New Hampshire. And together they painted around 600 rocks. Holy cow. I believe. That's amazing. Yeah. That's dedication right there. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be something fancy. Yeah. It really doesn't. It just, the, the real simple rocks are just as powerful because every rock we hide, whether it's in Universal Studios, Disney, um, out in the world, where, wherever it is, we put ours in a Ziploc baggie with a note that tells Allie's story. And that note is available on our, face, or on our Facebook group at the very top. It's pinned up there so it can just be printed quite easily for anybody. Um, but we just put a note in there that says this is hidden in honor of Allie. And if somebody didn't drink and drive, she'd still be alive. And it just gives them a little a little tidbit of why we're doing what we're doing and why they just found something. So it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't, ha- it, it doesn't have to be a rock. It can be anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, like Allie used to make these little eagles out of metal 
So if we can find a metal worker that wants to make some eagles out of metal, I'll hide those too. Um, <laughs> Put that out into the world, yeah. into the universe. Just random things that make me think of her. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but um, we hide them out there so so people can really understand what they're finding. Because if you just flip a rock over and it says, go to this Facebook, people don't do it. Right. So we make sure that we put out enough information to at least pull them in with a little picture of her Mm -hmm. so they can see what the world lost. Yeah. And for somebody who has printed those tags out multiple times, (laughs) it is very easy to do. So if you are listening right now and you're like, oh, that's a lot of steps, I'm telling you, it is not a lot of steps. The tags are the easiest part. And, you know, taking some time and, like we said, putting paint to rocks does so much more worldwide than what you can even imagine. Mm -hmm. Well, before we wrap up, we want to know what thoughts do you want to leave our listeners with today? What final thoughts? Gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Everything I've said so far. We're not, we're not famous people. We're just this little family from Oklahoma that's been through the worst tragedy you can go through. We're doing our best to do something positive out of this situation. And the one thing that we know is that we can't do it alone. There's only, there's only four of us. It's not gonna, we're not going to be able to change the world with four people. So that's why Alley Rocks is so important because Alley Rocks is literally the army that's forming to save lives and stop people from having to bury their loved ones because of somebody else's selfish decision. I mean, that's as good as you can sum it up right there. I mean, it's your story caught our eyes and stole our hearts. And that's why you're sitting here with us today. And we wanted to attempt to give whatever platform that we had to assist in helping this grow and ultimately reach your ultimate goal to have Uber and Lyft, you know, taking care of people. And so nobody has to, to live with, going through this type of trauma ever again. And we are so happy that you decided to come here and join us today. Uh, We happened to catch you on your one of 38 trips to Universal a year. (laughs) Um, And you came all the way to our our little studio apartment. And we greatly appreciate you uh, you swinging by and opening up to us and telling Allie's story. We really do appreciate that. I appreciate you guys bringing bringing me in here and letting me talk. Well... We're, we will be here and we'll be, you know, we'll be supporting Alley Rocks in any, way, in any way that we can on our side. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dana, for joining us. Thank you, guys. Amazing grace, how sweet saved an outlaw like me. I once was lost. Somehow he found me One day I'll get my angel away